Welcome to the Get More Product Sales Podcast, the only mom plus e-com podcast dedicated to giving you quick, actionable advice to sell more of your products easily in between kid tantrums and hugs. Of course, the more products you sell, the more lives you change. Hello, hello. Thank you all for joining me today. I am going to have a treat for you. Got my, got my words tied up all in the beginning. <laughs> but we are here with Tammy Lange of Save the Girls. And we're going to just kind of have a conversation about how she got started, what exactly is Save the Girls, and how she's impacting her own market through her products. So with that, I'm Andrea Thomas, and I help you get more product sales, especially through Amazon. Um, because of course, the more you get your products into customers' hands, the more you're able to change their lives. Um, they don't really change lives, but they sell on the shelves. So <laughs> with that, we're going to go ahead and move forward and just have the, be in the conversation of, Tammy, how you got started. And I would love for you to introduce yourself a little bit. I'm going to make sure that I um, tap onto those items as well as we navigate through this, um, this interview. This sounds great. Well, my name's Tammy Lang, and um, my journey, if I could start back just a little bit farther, just so you understand that I do have 25 years of marketing experience. Um, so I ran a, our new product development and marketing side of a prepackaged sandwich company, actually. And um, it was actually a regional company that was my father's, and I actually did sales in the summers and things like that, and made commission all through college, etc. I had my master's degree in marketing. And when I got out of college or master's program, I said, hey, Dad, let me um, revamp our packaging and the way we do things because we were just a regional company. So I came out with a new package after doing research and things like that, which was a full-covered sandwich. So it had the picture of the sandwich on the outside instead of just the sandwich. Mm -hmm. I know you're like, oh, that's not a big deal. It was huge. It um, increased sales by 33% oh just goodness. that one change, even though it was current product, etc. So, um, and we ended up going with Walmart. Walmart actually called us just a couple months after the package was out asking if we could come and, and service them. So we went from a regional company to a national company. Wow. So that was my background. Um, and I had done sandwiches for 25 years doing the new product development, etc. Well, we decided to sell that uh, company in 2015. And um, long story short, I was a little bored. And... Um, all in the same week, two of my daughters lost their iPhones. One on a trail, and the second one in the laundry. She washed it. Oh and my so goodness! My, yeah, it was really, it was really bad. So on the third day, uh, right after all that happened, I was talking to my sister in law, and she says, "Oh, I don't lose my phone," and she pulls it out of her bra, and she had breast cancer. No. Um, <laughs> like, this is nuts, you know crazy people so um anyway i went canoeing uh literally after like that happened on a saturday i went canoeing sunday and i could text you a backside of a waterproof bag and i don't know if you can see this but anyway you can text and you can call you can do everything you normally do right here through the backside of your purse i got a new phone so i have to learn how to do that but anyway so you can do everything you normally do in the backside so I decided I'm gonna design a purse so I designed this one actually in black with your credit cards and everything like that and a place for money etc it's RFID protected so you can't your credit cards can't be skimmed but you can totally use your purse so I put it on a website which I know a lot of you are um, brand new entrepreneurs and that kind of thing so it's called alibaba.com mm -hmm. and I had 16 factories bid on me the next day Wow. I'm like, 
oh my gosh, I can totally do purses, you know? So I came out with this line of purses called Save the Girls uh, Touchscreen Purses after my sister-in-law. We do donate, and it is Breast Cancer Awareness Month. Yes. So we donate, yes, we like that. So we donate 10% of all of our profit goes to breast cancer research. Wow. So just, I mean, I wouldn't have come up with this idea if it really wasn't for her because she was kind of what made me say, wait a minute, um, we can bring that forward more. Yeah. So anyway, we're trying to get you more light going That's on fine. here. But um, anyway, so Save the Girls launched. Um, I launched it. I was going to do an online-only business, just so you know. And I got a website, and I did my SEO search, and I did some Google AdWords, and I, I did that kind of marketing. Um, but very quickly, I realized that kind of my skill set is in selling direct to stores, to mm -hmm. retailers, um, wholesalers. Um, and so I... Um, I started doing that, and we, we had an explosive growth. Um, we sold $590 our first month in October, but in, in November, we sold $22,000, and yes. then in December, we sold $44,000, and then I thought, in January, we're not going to sell anything, and we sold $90,000 in January. Wow. So, yeah, we ended up doing over a million dollars our first year. We ran out of product after January, but uh, we got it back in, and... Um, we have done extremely well. We're in 2,500 uh, retail locations right now um, with our product. Uh, we just sold out last weekend with Lori Grenier from Shark Tank. Yay! DC. So she sold 30,000 of my purses in one day. Wow. Um, so we're two years old now, and um, it's been lots of fun. We've been invited to places like the Oscars. We gave uh, purses out there, and actually this weekend, I'm super excited, we're going to Gladys Knight's birthday on Sunday to give wow. purses. For, she wanted to give purses to our guests. So anyway, wow. it's been a fun ride. So anyway, so what questions do you have? And I can go into more detail wherever you or your listeners would like. Yes, so. okay. So you jam-packed a lot of content in that, like, it yes. felt like 30 seconds, but I know it was a little bit longer. <laughs> but... Um, so there's a lot of similarities when it comes to building a product from scratch all the way to taking it to market and getting sales. And you came in with 25 years of marketing experience with, um, with direct sales and also working with some big box clients. Um, so what made you want to start on the online um, instead of going the big box route in the beginning? So, um, obviously, that's a huge market. Everybody your age knows how to do it. Um, <laughs> and, um, you know, you can talk to people so much faster that way with mm -hmm. the online presence. Um, and so I really thought that I could do that. I took some courses to learn how to do that, um, things like that. I mean, very speed reading classes, I think, pretty much, <laughs> since I launched so quick. But yes. I did, I did uh, every waking moment listen to audio on how you do it, you know, that kind of thing. And, um, and that's the direction I was going to launch. Um, uh, unfortunately, I know that most of your people are selling on Amazon, which is awesome, and things like that. And Amazon is a very great business. For me to scale to what I thought the potential to save the girls would be, I decided to um, do the wholesaler route because it was so much faster. Yes. I, mean, like, I needed to get consumers to know about the product. And really, for me, my product is a display you have to see how it works. You have to say, oh, you know, you can do all your texting in the back, and you have to see it, and they have to trust you. And so to start on Amazon or whatever was more challenging for me because this is a product that they have to – because everybody's like, oh, it fit her phone, but it doesn't fit my my Android, or it doesn't fit my iPhone 7, or it doesn't fit – you know, there, there was all those questions I had to answer versus if it was in the store – 
they can figure that out right away by looking at oh it fits my phone right or, you know so, okay mm -hmm. so when you started off online um you did 590 in sales the first month and yes. there was a big jump between the 590 to the 22k or somewhere in there so what what made you want to shift and go from okay online sales are doing this but i need to shift or did you just continue trying until something else came along um no i shifted right away i was selling um really five purses a day on the mm -hmm. internet, three to five, you mm -hmm. know, with the Amazon up and running and my own site up and running okay. and with doing some advertising that. So I had that going, but when I went to a retail store, um, some, uh, someone saw my online presence. They said, Hey, can you try them? I'd like to try them in my store. I'm okay. Well, she sold 19 in one day and one week. Yeah. So I thought, wow, 19 in a week at one store. And it was a very, very small store. If I could get more stores, obviously, and, and that was in October, mm -hmm. so I, if I get more stores going, then, you know, I can sell even more, mm -hmm. so, and I didn't really launch, the product really didn't come out until mid-October, so it's not really completely fair to say $590 in October, but that's what happened, so, okay. um, anyway, yeah. Got it, got it, okay, so, um, you decided to go the, the big box, I mean, not big box, the, um, the wholesale route, and so, you, from, from, I've done a little research, of course, <laughs> and so you um, you did you purchased actually a list of, of wholesalers you could reach out to, and that's kind of where this took off. And so now you're doing some amazing sales. And how did QVC come in the mix? <laughs> so let me dissect the first part because actually I just got back from a women's symposium where I did this talk with a small group, so okay. and they were interested in this side. So I'm going to just tell you that part, and then I'll tell you about QVC. So um, when I launched, um, remember I went from $590 to 22000 But the way that that happened so quick is I thought, wow, the stores buy. Let me buy a list. So I did. I bought a list of about 8,000 boutiques, and some were hairdressers on that list. And I did something through MailChimp to each of them. So it cost $700 for that list. Mm -hmm. And then I just did an email blast to all of them. But I was in a hurry because Christmas was coming. So I also did a call fire. So if you go to callfire.com, it's another way. It costs a nickel a call. And you can call all those customers. So I called 8,000 people in, within an hour on call fire. So it's my voice, and I called them, and I was so excited when they didn't answer and it went on answering machines, because they wouldn't know that I telemarketed them. Right. What I didn't realize is that you shouldn't do that many people at one time, because I literally had probably 50 phone calls the first hour, and I was just like, yes. <laughs> but I did get new business from the call fire, and um, that's what really helped launch quickly into retailers, because then they responded to my message. Um, and I was able to see who, I could also see who listened to the voicemail and how long they listened to it. So I knew who to call back. So there's 8,000 people, but of course, a lot of those weren't, weren't good leads. So it probably mm -hmm. brought down to only 300 leads that were, you know, worth following up. And I set about 50 accounts, wow. you know, from that, which yeah. was a lot of business from one email marketing and call marketing kind of campaign. Yes. So okay. Well, I'm going to pause here. Do you have any here. questions on that first? Yes, yeah. yes, because because your growth is so rapid, um, many small companies run into the issue of almost selling themselves out of business. And so making sure that you get more inventory in in time so that you can time it correctly 
So kind of guide us through that because you're not just going from 500 to 2,000 or 5,000. You're doing leaps and bounds. And then, of course, you can transition us into QVC. Right. So uh, my initial thought was this is a great product. Um, like I said, I've been in business for a long time. So I did have some, I took a whole year. We had like a reserve savings account, right? So I had a whole year to live off of without having to worry about paying myself. So that's a big plus. Yes. And then I did have um, some investment money that I could pull and buy purses. So my initial buy of purses was about 20,000 purses, which is a lot of purses. But it, And that's where doing three to five a day wasn't cutting it because I had all that inventory. I knew right. I needed to flip faster than that. And I had a one-year plan that in my mind I had to do a million dollars in a year or, you know, I've just wasted a lot for my family because I invested everything in to the company knowing it was a good idea. So anyway, so that was that. So I did have enough product. I didn't run out of product until in January when I sold $90,000. So I had plenty through Christmas and I actually was able to service a lot of the January orders. And in January, I did the gift market. So a lot of them are future ship orders. So people order in January, but they get the product in March, April, May when their stores open. Yes. So I did have a very nice flow. I did run out of, you know, quite a few variety, but never at all items. And I just restocked. So basically customers allowed me to, um, back stock the things I was out of stock on. So as soon as it came in, I did deliver them the back stocked items for free. I still do that now, which is really rare in the industry, but it's because I try to get them the product as quick as I can. Got it. Got it. Okay. More questions keep flowing, but I'm going to stick to the QVC. Sure. <laughs> okay. So the QVC happened. So first of all, I went to the Oscars and I was invited to the Oscars to be in the gift baskets. So a lot of the movie stars and those people, actually, I had quite a few comments um, that people said that I was the best item in their gift box, wow. um, which is amazing because those gift boxes are $100,000 gift boxes. Yes. But they said, this is something I will actually use. I can use this on a daily basis. So I did have some actors tweet and all that kind of stuff you know, about my purses after that event. So that mm -hmm. was really great. So then Lori Grenier, who is, of course, from Shark Tank and from... Um, QVC, uh, her team sources fun and exciting products. So a mutual friend knew them, and um, they actually bought my product. So it was somebody that I became friendly with within the market, and they had bought my product too. And so they threw it out to just her team, not to Lori directly, but, hey, we're selling this product. We sell it like hotcakes. We think this is an item that Lori would like to have. Yeah. And literally they got the product, and they called the next day, and... Um, yeah, so we sold out. They had their first show in June, and they sold out of 8,000 units in like six minutes. Oh, my And gosh. so now this past Friday, they sold out of 30,000 units and two shows just wow. on Friday. And so, so anyway, so that's my QVC. Yes, and, and that's so, so exciting. Now, is this normal? Is this typical? Because they have so many products. So is it whenever she touches it, it's just sold out? Or is this like a, you're a rare unicorn? I'm still learning that. I'm still learning that. But she did call me after Saturday or Friday and she said, this product's amazing. You know, you're doing a great job. Wow. So um, she does tend to, she tries to sell out, but it certainly doesn't always happen. Okay. So. Yes. Okay. So with that, now you are two years in. And so um, you're getting the flow of, of your own business, of course, with the rapid growth and making sure that you're staying in stock, um, What? but you're also growing your team. So I'm curious on how much was your family involved in your business initially versus now? 
Well, that's a good question. And for all of you, I think there are a lot of people start up that will be watching this. Is startups, that yes, startups, and, but also they already have their own brand that they've gotten to, you know, 10000 15000 a month, but they're wanting to get to that next level. Gotcha. So uh, for me, my family's still very heavily involved. My daughter's now, when... When I launch, I have five children, so I'm like a farmer. I, I grew all my own kids so that I can, so instead of farming, they can all sell purses for me as when they grew up. Uh, but my oldest daughter, she's 24, and when she graduated college, which was just two years ago, um, she went into the travel industry and became a cruise director. Wow. But, yeah, as a cruise director, you get six weeks on and two weeks off. So guess who worked for Mama on her two weeks there off? There you go. <laughs> So she would plan her events around my major shows because I started going to gift markets in Atlanta and Dallas and things like that. Okay. So she would come with me and she would sell and she's excellent at sales. She's a cruise director so she's kind of one of those kind of personalities anyway um, and so she was fantastic. And um, my husband came with me. Um, he does a lot of moving boxes right now. So he moves things around and sets up the booth and makes it look nice for us and things like that. But he also sells purses. And uh, my son, um, he's actually working full-time for Save the Girls. Uh, we've started a program where people can sell our purses and go around the country or go to festivals like cranberry festivals and, you know, all that. So he got married um, here in June, June 1st, and him and his wife have a Winnebago, and they're traveling around the country selling purses. Wow. <laughs> so they're having a great, they just visited. They're doing about, I think they sell about $30,000 a month, you know, of my purses. Right. Um, right now, wow. just going from event to event. So they're having a very hippie, uh, fun uh, first year of marriage doing that. And then, um, anyway, I have a lot of kids, so sorry, I'm going to go through more. It's okay, so I my, have five, my, <laughs> my junior in college, she's amazing at, um, at all of that. It's selling too, but uh, she's going to be an accountant, but she, in fact, I don't know if you can see these pictures behind me, but that's all her and her friends. Wow. But she's actually become my person who handles all the, I don't know if you can see those, but she's the one who handles all the photography. And so she sets up photo shoots, lifestyle videos, um, things like that. So she's been handling that side for me. And then I have a redheaded freshman who went to school in Arizona now, and she comes to the shows with me, and she's fantastic at selling purses, and she's helped design some purses. And then my last one is my son who's 16 and he loves to go to weekend events and sell purses because he makes lots of money and he yes. really likes to make lots of money. <laughs> so anyway, so all five of my children right now are working and they all contribute. My son is almost my second biggest customer now. So he's wow. almost there. Wow. So, um, I saw one bit. Well, other than QVC, don't, don't count that. But in my retail world, he's my second biggest. Wow. So, yeah. Yeah, that's oh, interesting. So um, for my company, um, with for Scratch Me Not, I started a company from the ground up, but I am on the back end. So my kids are 10 and below and I have five as well. So while they are not selling for me, they are definitely helping with, you know, counting and they learn their, their they learn how to count right by helping me ship initially. And uh -huh. so I'm kind of seeing, OK, now in the future, this is what it could look like. Yep. <laughs> Yeah, that's good. Wow. I, it's fun because they all like doing it. They're all a part of the company. Um, it's all on their own time, though. I don't I don't try to push too hard, except my daughter was going to live in Germany in January, and that's when all my markets are. Wow. So I'm like, honey, can you just come back from Germany for the month of January to help me? And she just said yes. Wow. So that was the only time I pressured my kids. But I do these Facebook Lives, so one of the things I do for my customers is a Facebook Live for them. 
Um, so if they buy from me at market, I'll do a Facebook Live demonstrating the purse, telling about all the features, etc. And then they sell them instantly, actually. If I do a Facebook Live, a customer will sell anywhere from one to my most is 249 purses in one, you know, Facebook Live. Right. So, you know, it really helps my customers. And so, but my voice goes out. Like, even now, I'm still, I've been back for about six days and I still sound like a smoker and I'm not, I never smoked. <laughs> so, anyway. You're getting the, the radio voice. You've been talking so much. It's just, yeah, it's getting a little grass, raspy. <laughs> Exactly. exactly. Wow. Okay. So I want to make sure that I'm, I'm staying on time, but I wanted to ask a few more questions. Okay. As, um, okay. So as your team was growing, what's the first thing that you delegated? Shipping. Yes. <laughs> yes. I can answer that. I can't, you don't even have to say another word. Shipping. Yes. That was my first thing as well. Getting somebody else to do that for me. Cause that's a full time job, especially when you're moving so much like you're moving pallets at a time and everyone is particular about how they want things labeled and shipped and yeah yes okay awesome awesome yeah. um okay so what is your i guess one of the biggest highs and then one of the biggest lows or challenges wow okay so obviously the biggest high for me is working with Lori Grenier i mean that's been amazing yes. she's an amazing person she's an amazing mentor and so I'll tell you what she just told me on Saturday. So we ran out of product on Friday. So she called on Saturday to congratulate me and we were chatting and she said that I was her top in their top 1% of all entrepreneurs she's ever worked with. Wow. I know. I'm Mouth like, drops. <laughs> what is she talking about? What do you say after that? I, well, I asked her why. <laughs> But she had really good reasons why, but she did call me organized. And I got to tell you, the organizational part is definitely my team. So yeah. I, I've joked to my team. I'm like, they called you. And they're talking about you, not me, because you said we we're so organized. So That anyway. is so good. That's so yeah, good. So that was, yeah, that was definitely the highest of the high Yeah, so wow. far. I think there'll be more, but so far, yeah. Of course, of course. I mean, you're only two years in. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's right. Okay. Um, low would be, um, it's. It's, well, gosh, there's been a lot of lows. I guess the lowest would be the tariff and the constant tariff effect on me. Mm -hmm. It's devastating, yeah. uh, challenging. I don't even know how to deal with it all the time. I mean, we went from no tariff, we're going to work it out, which, by the way, our regular tax rate is still 18%. So it's not like, but then they threw a 10% on top of that, which brought it to 28%. And so, you know, that crisis, I made it through okay, and I was okay, but then it seemed like a flip of a switch. Everything was supposed to work out, and then it went to 25%, and then, you know, on a one Friday evening, there's a tweet that says, now it's 30, you know, and you're like, what? Now they just rescinded the 30, but we thought we were going to be at 30, which plus right. 18, that's 48%, you know, you can hardly live, it's like, right. it's, you know. So, yeah, yes. so the tariff is definitely the, it, it really is the terror in my whole system. I'm trying to find new manufacturing. I've been to India. I'm going to Cambodia. You know, I'm trying, but it's really hard to manufacture my purses and to do the quality. And I also really try to focus on women owned or at least women um, with lots of management of women. And mm -hmm. so the factories I have now have a lot of women in those positions and so to find them in other countries is very challenging for me yes yes okay so, yeah. so to kind of give insight on our on our newbies 
Um, tariffs, of course, is when it comes to importing, exporting, there, there's taxes involved. And so in order to get your product to clear and get into the U.S., you have to pay X amount of, um, of taxes depending on whatever category your products are in. And so 18% is what kind of the, the range that, you know, products of clothing or purses or accessories come in through. But with all the different changes government-wise and China in particular, um, that number has been fluctuating in the, the uh, direction that, that hurts our bottom line. Um, and so, which, which also means it hurts the, the consumer. They have to pay a higher price because we have to be able to justify our prices and stay in business. So that is one of the things that is, a, it's, it's kind of like a catch-22 though, because in the beginning, the U.S. was all about making everything in-house. But then we saw all these, you know, um, developing countries and we wanted to um, maximize that. And so we became the thinking country and then every and then finding other countries to do labor for us. And now some of that is kind of switching. And so we're kind of caught in the crossfire. Um, yeah. <laughs> you did a really good job explaining that. Thank you. My blood is rising as I'm saying this because I have product coming in and I'm like, ah, that bill. It just... Yeah. <laughs> well, and uh, for uh, everybody to know this, obviously that bills up front. So you don't have time to, you know, to wait and pay, sell your product before you have to pay it. So it's right. one more cost of entry into business and it, it makes it very challenging. I think even more challenging for women-owned businesses. It's very challenging for us to get bank loans, yes. um, things like that. And so we don't have the upfront money to um, pay all these extra upfront fees. And right. so it's quite devastating, very devastating. And it's especially devastating because it changes off the drop of a dime. So you estimate how much it's going to cost and then you get an email or you get a, a notification. A tweet. It's yep, a tweet. A, <laughs> a tweet of all things that, oh no, my life just changed. Do I have enough cash flow to bring this in? And can I move it fast enough to recoup the funds that I just pushed out? Um, and so at the end of the year when you're doing your taxes, um, you know, for those who, who did their taxes late, the, the 15th of October was the last day. And so now you're like, hey, pins and needles on, you know, how profitable you are, depending on if your accountant broke the news to you early. Yeah. Yep. <laughs> okay. Okay. So um, one more question. Um, when, okay, actually two. Are your, I'm, I know your family is more than proud, more than um, amazed by how you spearheaded this and your sister is like, wow, you just took something that's dear to me and and actually like a funny situation and turn it into a multi-million dollar business <laughs> almost overnight. But but did you do you kind of sit back and, and think, wow, I knew I could do this, but now I'm here. Like do you have moments like that or do are you so busy you just keep going? It's a good question. Um, I'll never forget so the first year, it was really, I had a friend um, who helped me. Um, she, she was full-time, but, you know, took time off. She needed it. And then I hired my first employee, like, almost a year after launch, you know. And so it was mostly me. And then my family all pitched in, you know, wherever they could, which mm -hmm. was great. But um, overwhelming. And I'll never forget when I was sitting in a room and there were like eight people around me and we were all talking about Save the Girls. And I was just wow. like, oh, thank you, Lord, I have help. You know, <laughs> there's people that help me now. Yes. And I just, that moment, I'm not kidding, I looked around the room and I just, you know, teared up. I'm like, wow, there's people, you know, because you do it all by yourself and it's, it's overwhelming. 
yeah. um, when you're doing it all by, I mean, I was, hey, you know, uh, you know, I didn't like the way my purse fit. Okay, you know, I'll fix it for you to, hey, how am I going to get the product here to marketing? I mean, just right. every little piece of the puzzle when it's only you that's doing everything every time, it's it's a little overwhelming. So yes. I was thrilled when I had like a room around me. <sighs> that was big. Yes, yes, that is, I think you tapped into one of the biggest pain points of being a slow, solo entrepreneur is you are not only the designer, the spearhead, the person who's thinking of all the, you know, all the pieces of the puzzle, you're actually the one putting the puzzle together, and then you're shipping the puzzle. <laughs> <laughs> yes, that's right. And then you're shipping it out. Yes, yes, yeah. yes. So sure. that um, that is like emotionally draining as well as physically and mentally draining just but but you get so much life when you see your product being used by someone you don't know when you get the feedback is that's what like keeps you up at night and you're like I have another idea you can't sleep at three in the morning because you want to wake up and get this thing moving um, oh okay so so my last question is looking back to the past two years what's one thing that you would do differently if any oh gosh Wow. Um, well, I was I I stressed a lot the first six months when I was pivoting and going from online to something else. I mean, um, I I knew that this would work. I just didn't know which path, and I felt like I was a Pac-Man ball. And you know, the Pac-Man they run to the wall, and then they go this way, and they yes. go this way, and I was Pac-Man all the way, eating the dots, and then getting blown up. You know, whatever. <laughs> and um, so for me, I wish I could look back, and I knew that it would be successful. I honestly, obviously, I didn't know that Lori Grenier would be calling me on the phone on a Saturday. That that did not that thought. I didn't think quite that far. Yeah. But I knew it would be extremely successful. But um, how to get there was the problem, and I lost a lot of sleep over worry, and I shouldn't have worried. I should have just trusted. And I'm a Christian, so I should have trusted in God that He's got this. Yeah. I just have to figure out, you know. <clears throat> How to navigate it yeah. so I wish I would have done a little bit more of that especially the first six months until I could have a little bit more help you know wow. yes so, yeah. well thank you thank you for taking the time to um, have some vulnerable moments with me so a few laughs and um, just kind of rehashing how you went from an idea and a concept off of a few incidents to now where you are today so Thank you so much. Of course, if you want to um, take a, a deeper look at her purses, see what she has to offer, go to savethegirls.com. That's where you're going to see her genius unfold on um, on the website. Or, of course, you know, catch next QVC. <laughs> <laughs> That's next weekend, actually. There you but go. I, I do want to tell you all, for all of you people out there, remember to be kind to others. Like when when you're looking and you find a product that you like, Make sure to write them a review because that was like that was one of the biggest things for me when you first launch and how important those things are that you help other people. So yes. when you go and see something you like, be kind to them and write them a review, even if it's a super small little company to a big company to the fact that Taco Bell gave you a good taco because actually it's an independent that probably owns that business too. Yes. So be kind to others and um, generous with your reviews and things like that, and then. I think it all just kind of comes back to you. You know, if you're if you're good to others, they'll be good to you. Yes. So. I'm going to add one thing that too, and that's also sure. give them a little bit of grace. <laughs> oh, yes. yes. You're right. If something doesn't come the day that they thought it would, if it's one day later, you know, whatever the issue is, 
just know that they're trying to do their best and that they'll do the best by you until until they prove you otherwise instead of it thinking bad thoughts until they get the opportunity to to show you their true light wow yeah. thank you so much for your wisdom yeah. and for your time um i would love for you all to catch this on the next podcast where they get more product sales podcast hosted by myself where you're going to see more interviews more five to ten minute trainings and of course i'm um, more experts helping you get more sales so with that thank you and have a wonderful day this was such a great episode simply because Tammy Lange brought a lot of great information and also behind the scenes insight on her business and how she was able to grow in such a short amount of time. And one of the things that stands out is that she quickly saw that her original route of creating online sales was trickling sales. It was causing sales to come in very slowly as she figured it out. And so when she got that tip from another retail seller um, that she can go the wholesale route, she quickly decided to go, go at it full force, pour gasoline on it, and make some crazy sales with it. And so I hope you've gathered some nuggets for your own business. And I want to leave with one question for you. Where do you need to make a shift within your business. There are some areas that are doing amazing and doing awesome, but there are some opportunities within my business, within your business, where we can say, hey, there's opportunities elsewhere. I just need to make a simple shift. With that, thank you for joining me on this Get More Product Sales podcast, and I look forward to bringing you more episodes to help us make decisions on how we can get our products off the shelves and into our customers' hands to change their lives.